tired. I am. I You're can so actually. Tired. I can keep rhythm, right? Can, yes. Can you be the percussionist in our band? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that would be so fun. So uh, I'm Angela Freeman. Hi, Angela. And this is my co-host Hanno. Hi, Hanno. And you're listening to Angela's awesome podcast. And we're laughing because, um, listen to this. Hanno has actual, the real deal sleigh bells. And it's awesome. I can't even stand it. And since it's almost Christmas. Exactly. And he's actually telling me that I have good rhythm. You're you're right in there. Which is amazing (laughs) and surprising. (laughs) Actually, it's not considering what you do. Right. I'm surrounded by music with a beat. And you're actually working out (laughs) towards the beat. You probably have better rhythm than the average human. Yeah. You know, back in the day, I was quite the step teacher. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you've got to have beat rhythm to do that. Yeah. Those, yeah, honestly, I wasn't creative, like creating it. But when I I could I could learn what someone else's formula was and follow mm-hmm. it and was good at the cueing and stuff. Now, I don't know if I could still do it. But when we push this, you do we do step bits in yeah. your class. Yeah, it, it's not easy. No. And it's funny because nobody's on the beat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you just let that go. <laughs> anyway, no big deal. But it's funny because everyone's like, oh, my God, this is like step class. And I'm like, uh, this is nothing like is, step yeah, class. Yeah, no, it's not even close. No, yeah, step class. Some of you guys that are listening maybe went to step class. That's a blast from the past. Yeah. You have, have to be a gym person in the 90s to. Now, could you combine step with kettlebells? Sure. I mean, you can combine step with anything. You know, the cool thing about step, this is not our topic. (laughs) This is great though. (laughs) But this is some, just some, the cool thing about step that you, you, we never ever thought about when we were doing it, but I know now as a, you know, as I furthered my education as a trainer is you do all these twists and turns and ups and downs and around and actually all the moving in different planes of motion, like you're moving the transverse plane, you're moving in the sagittal plane, you're moving frontal is really good for the ligaments in your knee. Oh, yeah. It, yeah, it just yeah. strengthens you. So like when you're outside walking and you step off the curb weird. Oh, like you're ready you're, for that stuff. You're, you're ready for that for stuff. It. Yeah. And it's, it's actually and, you know, it's interesting because that kind of training is really um, like we do that on a more, um, you know, masculine linear type well, thing when we do the matrix when we do that. the matrix you know yeah. when we specifically go in those yeah. um things but that's excellent training for the MCL LCL and ACL which are all the major ligaments in your knee and a lot of kids young you know into high school even early 20s um they don't they're out doing these amazing cutting sports and they're not training that way so a lot especially girls in high school ACL injuries are really really common because it reminded me of, of what your husband talks about, Rob, about, you know, about, especially with men with the, the hip flexors. Right. That most of our activities tend to be very straight line. Right. When we get older. Right. We, we're, we're not playing tennis as much or squash as much. Some people do. But, right. But, but for many of us, it ends up being mountain biking. Right. Or Running. cross-country skiing. Right. But, but like that, that idea that we're just going forward with this motion all the time. Right. And that we're not, we're not really utilizing all parts of it. Yeah. And, and what I've, the thing that I read about the, and that I share with a lot of uh, people that I know is, is that the, um, a tight hip flexor, you have a 30% greater chance of getting a groin pull. Oh, I believe it. By not, by not having your uh, hip flexors. And and we're talking the, the, so it's a, we're, we're talking a muscle that goes basically from your hip to your knee, right? Yeah, it kind of goes kind across. Of across yeah. and down, something like that. But yeah, I'm not a big anatomy buff, but yeah, but in that, that area. But that whole part, when that's tight, 
um, once again, something compensates. There's balance. Totally. In bodies and in I mean, that also groin. gets super tight for people that sit all the time. Yeah. So stretching that is a really positive thing. And that also can contribute to back pain because you can imagine that that, that as you're yep. sitting, that's getting shorter. Yep. So when that gets shorter, it's pulling you forward. At, your pelvis is til- is tipping anteriorly. So it's tipping forward a little bit and that's going to put turn your lower back on all the time. And that's what Aaron, our chiropractor, talks about a lot too, yeah. is that by stretching out your hips, keeping those hips loose, yeah. you you can help um, kind of give your back a break Yeah, exactly. in a lot of ways. So when we have him on the show, we'll go into that yeah. deeper. So but, what's new? So anyway, so here's, well, what's new is that and this. <laughs> hey, I, you know what's new with And the me? holidays. Tell me what's new. What's new? I was asking you what's new. I didn't hear anything. You believe what? What? the gigantic baskets of food that have arrived in the office. Like I almost oh. took some pictures of them. It's we had we had a, we've done some big projects this year, so yeah. the contractors are were awarded the bids, are very appreciative of it. I mean, we're talking oh. tens of thousands of dollars. So they they plunked down hundreds of dollars on these gift baskets that are like three feet tall, full of just you know everything that's a horrible snack. There's some. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's like some really nice stuff in there. Like right. one person. One of our owners brought this. I it's, I, I guess it's from New York. It is some of the highest end, uh, dehydrated and uh, f- uh, fruits. Oh, and they cover them in various things. Like you know, it'll be like ginger. chocolate. Well, that's the problem. Everything's covered in sugar, <laughs> chocolate. But it's like it's super high end. So the, my thing this week, and and this is, I mean, when we did our the show about. Um, I don't remember what episode it was, but we were talking about these things, these these pitfalls of the holidays. Right. This is one of mine. Right. And so I have done everything in my power, and so far I'm a winner. Is <laughs> I'm just going to say winner. Let me, where's my... Uh, I, I have had a little bit after lunch. I've, I've, somebody literally gave us the entire Cease Candy collection. Wow. I mean, almost everything. A box of peanut brittle. The multi-box. Wow. The, fr- the nuts. Is everybody the, getting hungry out oh there? My God. Everybody's so, like, bring me on. Okay, yeah, go, go. So I've been having a little bit <laughs> after lunch. And then I, after lunch, I take a bunch, I put it in my backpack, and I take it home. And that's, that's going to be my dessert after dinner. Yeah. And I have, I've avoided it the rest of the afternoon. Okay, you great. Because it's so tempting. And, and then the other thing I want to talk about just real quick, because it's been something that's come up a couple times for me this week, is water, it, it's finally happened. Water, I am like, I go into the kitchen now and pour myself a glass of water, drink it and enjoy it. I have finally gotten past that craving for fruit juices oh. and, and, and sodas. And for those of you that haven't listened to previous yeah. podcasts, that's been He's Hanno's, going back to the beginning. Yeah, Hanno's been on a get reduced sugar, slowly but surely, sustainable changes around his sugar intake. And one of his things is energy drinks, and then he started craving juices. Yep. So that's the background story on that. Yeah, and it's, so we're in. talking roughly, you know, we've done 10 or so episodes, so this goes back two and a half months, but I'm yeah. just going to call it about, it was about two about two weeks ago that where I was, ha- I got to that point where, you know, we were talking about reframing. Yeah. Not like, oh, I have his water. It's, right. you know, I get to drink water. Well, right. It's finally happened where I've actually awesome. gone and turned it. And and where I actually don't even consider it when I go into the store anymore. All I mean, right. Me, this is a big deal. People, people, this, this is, is working. So, We're talking yeah. about I'm sustainable, stoked. healthy change. Good job. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. One more. So that That's was my check-in. That's the check Santa in. clap. Yeah. <laughs> 
Santa says, good job on the water. Thank you. Okay, awesome. Well, the, what about you? What about you? I am, I am ready to get to our topic okay. today. Yes, I'm ready to get to our topic because... Um, this is very exciting, and I think it's going to be um, helpful, I hope. And Hannah was kind of talking about it with, um, he's already in the solution with some of the food that came up at work, but we're talking today about some uh, quick, easy, well, simple tips. <laughs> Maybe not easy, but some, some practical strategies to avoid overeating over the holidays. And actually any time. And actually any time. Right. Absolutely. It's just if we felt like it might be pertinent for everybody since it is Because we won't have an Christmas. episode before Christmas. It's almost Christmas. It's Christmas Because time. Christmas is only in six days wow. from this recording and five days depending on when this gets posted. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So quick tips um, on how to not overeat. So um, I'm excited about this. I think it's going to be, um, I hope it's going to be helpful. And um so, you're confronted with the food baskets at work. Great example. Total awesome I actually, example. I have been practicing one of the strategies already this week. So, awesome. please present. Strategy one? Stra- well, strategy, well, it's three, three. two, one. We're yeah. doing three, two, one. Countdown. Okay. Countdown. Three, two, one. So, strategy number three is eat breakfast. And Heno says he's already doing it. So, Excellent. So, so I'm, I... Well, I should wait. Present okay. first. All right. So here's the thing. A lot of us, and this is definitely the way I used to think, and maybe there isn't a lot of people like this, but I think there is. And it just made total sense to me um, back in the day before I started you know, learning some actual sustainable strategies. But I used to think, well, I'm going out to dinner tonight, or well, I'm going to a party tonight, or well, I'm going to be eating something heavy later, so I'm just going to skip breakfast and maybe lunch And that way I won't eat too many calories on this day. And what would happen is sometimes that would work. Like once in a while I would, you know, go into it and usually there was enough alcohol involved and then maybe some some other little drug helpers and I wouldn't overeat at night. But, But usually what happened is I would go into eating dinner or the party and I would just totally couldn't stop eating. I would be so hungry and my and then I'd be full and my body would still be like keep eating even though I was full. So that was weird and didn't feel good because my stomach and I'd be like what is wrong with me? I don't have any willpower. This is so oh, awful. That's the old willpower topic. Right? It's the whole willpower thing. So so anyway, when I got into when I got into recovery um 11 years ago, one of the things that happened for me when I stopped the drinking and the drugging um is my I started eating more and it was very upsetting because I gained some weight and it was a really big deal. And, um, and so I started, you know, really trying to cut back and do this strategy that wasn't working, like skipping meals and whatever. And then I found I was overeating at night a lot. Oh, okay. So that was your, that was your, that was my uh, diet. That was my it. diet strategy. You found yourself eating too much. So you're like, I'm going to skip a I'm meal. Gonna, yeah. I'm, I ate too much last night. I'm not going to eat breakfast. I ate too much you know, you know, whatever, I'm going to not eat all day until, and then I'm going to barely eat dinner and whatever. So not a sustainable strategy. So I started doing, um, some research and I started, you know, talking to people that actually didn't overeat. Cause I thought, well, this is emotional overeating. Like if I had some willpower and I had some recovery and I wasn't upset, I wouldn't be emotionally overeating. Well, turns out it wasn't emotional eating. My body was hungry and I wasn't setting myself up to succeed. So I was almost every night overeating or binge eating and just like, Oh my God, what's wrong with me? 
So it wasn't just a, 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 a an, an emotional reaction. It wasn't reaction. just it an wasn't, emotional. You weren't grabbing for the next addiction. No. You weren't. Well, I kind of was because I was trying to control my weight and food in a really bizarre way. But no, I wasn't overeating. What was the real source? It was the real source was that I needed to eat breakfast. I needed to eat lunch. And those meals needed to be um, somewhat balanced with macronutrients. So... Um, so yeah, it's one thing to eat breakfast. It's another thing to eat a nice balanced macronutrient balance. So, um, breakfast and, um, macronutrient balance means a combination that you find that works for you that has some protein, some healthy fat and some carbohydrate. Um, and different people are going to have different amounts of these things that are going to work for them. Yeah. And here's the thing on this. We're not... I think breakfast is a good idea for almost everybody. If you're not having a complaint, if you're not overeating, if you're not worried about binge eating, if you're like, I never eat breakfast, that works really well for me, then hallelujah, we're not trying to change you. This is a strategy for people that have a tendency to overeat, get tempted by the holiday snack baskets and, and can't stop eating them, that tend to overeat at night or that occasionally binge eat. This is one super duper helpful, useful, practical strategy that actually works. Yeah, and I imagine also for, for something, it's another thing to focus on if you are trying to maintain a certain weight or you're trying you're you're trying to redo your whole nutritional plan. Totally. Is to, is, is, I mean, because everything, it's it's so funny how, in a lot of ways, this can be news to people. Right. But f- as long as I've been involved in fitness, right. all I've ever read about is how Im- important the first meal of the day is. Right. Well, what happens when you get up and you don't eat something right away, and right away is relative and it depends. I mean, there's no one way, and we're going to talk more about this, but there's no one way to do... Um, to do breakfast, there's no one way, right way. Everybody's going to have to experiment and try. We'll give you some ideas today. Are you taking a picture of your dog? Is that the cutest thing ever? My dog, we went for a long hike this morning and my dog is so sacked out. It's ridiculous. I'm going to post this on Twitter right now. We're podcasting from, um, Heno's bedroom, (laughs) which is actually the front room. It's awesome. Um, so anyway, I lost Totally I told lost. You, I know. I totally. I totally lost where I was with this. So, all right. So, so bring me when, back when you get up in the morning. Okay. So when you get up in the morning, right? Whenever it is, you're gonna want to eat something because what happens when you put some food in your body is your body is like, "Thank you. I know I'm not starving. I'm gonna start metabolizing. I'm gonna start building muscle. I'm gonna start assimilating the nutrition that you're giving me, and I'm gonna start eliminating everything I don't need." So it's like you're you're kickstarting your, your body process. Kickstarting your metabolism. Your body. Pr- process absolutely and when you oh because we're yeah I'm sorry well, sorry to totally no, interrupt this, go go this, what so <laughs> the term breakfast break your fast from, from breaking your fast totally so you've been fasting all night absolutely and so your body is in i'm fasting mode well right right by eating something we're saying all right we're we're coming out of this it's right. time to start the process of of how we get our energy during the day. How we get our energy and how we get our metabolism going. If you skip meals, particularly breakfast, what this, what's your body's being signaled that, hey, danger, you're starving, there isn't food. Okay, we need to definitely release all muscle because muscle takes most of our energy. Okay. We definitely need to hold on to fat. Who knows when we're going to eat again? 
And we definitely need to slow everything down. Just slow it down. So breakfast is awesome. And, and you can, um, and then the other thing about it is, is so we're, we're going to talk specifically about some breakfast ideas because not all breakfasts are created equal. That is so true. Isn't it true? Okay, good. I'm glad that you're agreeing with me. If you could break away from Twitter for long enough to... I'm, I got, I'm posting that we're recording. I know, I know, I know. And I think it's fabulous. <laughs> Everybody, we're recording. We're recording. Um, okay, so some, some breakfast ideas. So here's the thing. There are going to be people that have very strong opinions on what to have for breakfast. Okay. And there is no right or wrong. There are certain things that work really well for certain people. And we're going to talk about some ideas. I am not attached to any of these ideas. I know what works for me because I've done, spent some time experimenting, but I in no way think that this is, um, that this is for everybody or that these, this is an extensive, you know, this is the end all. Like you have to pick one of our ideas. Absolutely not. Yeah. Okay. So I seriously, I want to hear what what do people debate about this? Okay. So here's what people debate. So there's a school of thought that says, um, that real food only. And there are some people that don't go for the whole protein powder thing. They think that, so uh, for example, the protein powder that I use is a vegan rice protein powder. It's very easily digestible. It works really well for my body. It gives me a lot of energy. Um, there are, Definitely, I've definitely actually worked with a health practitioner that was like, I want you off of that protein powder. It's the rice to get protein out of rice. Do you know how, um, you know, processed that needs to be? Because you think about rice is mainly carbohydrate. So it's extracting the protein out of rice. She's like, I want you eating eggs. Yeah. I mean, eggs or some sort of meat or fish or she wasn't even a big fan of chicken, but, um, so she, you know, and that yeah. there are people that believe that. I mean, there's a program online that's um, it's pretty paleo based. It's called Hull Thirty. They're also same idea. Get up and make eggs. No protein powders. No protein powders. It's too processed. Now, so and then there's the other side of it. There's certainly most. I would say most vegetarians, most vegans, not all, because a lot of people that vegan and vegetarian works really well for them. They don't actually need as much protein as some other people. Like everybody has a different protein. Yeah. Need. That's, it's a big deal. Yeah. It's a big it deal. Is. And there's if, no right way. If you absolutely start overdo not. It, there's, you can overdo the protein. Yes. And you can absolutely underdo the protein and it's really yeah. an individual thing. Yeah. So a lot of vegan vegetarian, um, people don't need as much protein and, if they do need some and they need some sort of supplement, they're going to be more about protein powders. Yeah. And that's what Neil and I not talked eat about eggs. with the supplement right. episode was right. about this. You know? Right. So, um, so I don't, like I said, I don't have a stake in either side. I steak. Um, but this is what I'm going to say. And this is why I do. I do love the idea of eating whole foods. Okay. I, I eggs work really well. Eggs don't work for everybody. Eggs can be highly allergenic. Some people, eggs used to make me nauseous. Eggs don't work for everybody. Yeah. I mean, you know, and if eggs don't work and you want to get up and have like smoked salmon or something like Why that, not? great. Yeah. But um, I use protein powder because I get up at the crack of dawn and I start my day and you know what? I just, it's too time consuming for me to get up, make eggs, sit down, have a nice relaxed breakfast. It just isn't going to happen. Yeah. I'm all about slow eating. I believe in it. I, I, and I do, you know, with my protein shake, 
breathe and, you know, take a moment to just be like, okay, you're digesting, but you know what, honestly, to make it and to clean up and that whole deal, it is five minutes and done. And that's what I need in the morning. And I think there's a lot of people out there. So for me, the ideal is to have real food, to have eggs, to have, um, a slow carbohydrate. We'll get into that in a minute, um, to have this other stuff, but it just, it just isn't going to happen Monday through Friday. It, it, yeah. it, you know, it just doesn't. So I'm going to, so I found a protein powder that I really like. It works really well for my body and it's better than it, it. It's just what works with my lifestyle. I mean, there's, you know, when we talk about eating strategies and we talk about what you're, you know, what we recommend as far as eating, there's like the perfect world. And then there's the world we live in There's reality. And, and there has to be a marriage between those two because most of us have jobs. Most of us have things we have to do. Some of us have, you know, restrictions on how much money we can spend on what we eat. We have to work within what we can do. Like yeah. we're trying to find user-friendly solutions. Am I saying that that's the best solution and the best thing ever? No, but it, it is the best solution for me because I have a life that's, that's that busy. That's that, you know, active right now. Yeah. And it starts early. Now, when you're talking about now, you're you're specifically focusing on protein. Yes. Um, in in this particular instance. Yes. The uh, the amazing thing though is is when we look at what our traditional breakfast foods are. Right. That we get in the media. Right. It's all carbs. Totally. And it's simple carbs. Totally. And it's very high heated simple carbs. So for example, cornflakes for breakfast, that corn has been super, super refined and high heated. So even if you could, um, and people can be, it's also a very highly allergenic food. So people can be really sensitive to corn and you might be okay sitting down with like a nice piece of corn on the cob that you peeled and, you know, you husked and you made, and that would be fine. But you could be having a sensitivity or even even an allergic um, thing to cornflakes because it's so much more processed. And for a lot of people, not everybody, again, you're pretty much going to know who you are if you're someone who doesn't need a lot of protein. If you start your day, for me, if I was to start my day with cornflakes and milk, I would be so hungry by lunch. That's, That's what happens to me. I mean, I would come in. So this is what used to happen. So when I first started my journey in eating breakfast, I started playing around with different things. And when I started my day with mostly carbohydrates, piece of toast, whatever, I'd come into lunch, I'd come home from work and I would grab the bag of potato chips and I would be like, okay, I'm starving. When I'm making lunch, I'm going to eat these chips. And then I'd be like, God, where's my willpower? Why am I eating these chips? I should be, you know, whatever. And I'll tell you, it had nothing to do with that because when I switched and I started having more protein for breakfast... I'd come home and I'd be like, okay, I'm calm. What am I going to have for lunch? And I didn't have to grab for the chips. Like it didn't, it wasn't a willpower thing. It was a macronutrient balance thing. It was how I you, needed more yeah. protein and I needed um, some healthy fat and I needed a slow carb. So it was, it was how you, how you set up your day. Totally. You know? And that's one of the old things that I, that I saw. And this is real simplistic stuff, but it basically was a picture of a triangle. Yeah. And if you want to look like this, then that's the order of your meals, meaning that you're going to be small on top and just have a big old booty bottom. (laughs) 
<laughs> and that's when you have the smallest meal as your, your breakfast and right. your largest meal as your dinner. Right. If you want to look the opposite way, the upside down triangle, right. which is our nice big right. healthy chest. Superman. Waist. Yeah, exactly. Right. Your Superman pose. Your largest meal should be your first one. Right. And that... and. If you if you look at actually other cultures and stuff, they might not have breakfast as the biggest meal. Right. But I guarantee there's no dinner. That's where the term supper comes from. Right. These this this was actually a late afternoon thing. Right. Where your biggest meal was a late afternoon and then and then what was called dinner right. was actually something very small. Right. You know, and and there's a reason for this. I mean, and it's amazing how yet this I'm well, the, the see- reason is, is that, that when, when we wake up, our body is wanting us to fe- feed it so we can get the metabolism started. Yeah. Our metabolism actually is at its highest point between 12 o'clock and 1.30 in the afternoon. Interesting. That's when okay. our metabolism is working the highest. So actually, if you could, in a perfect world, you would have your biggest, biggest meal, meal at lunch. lunch. Yeah. It would be relaxed. Yeah. You would eat it in a slow way. You would have a small rest afterwards. You would go back to work. Yeah. yeah. You would have a small snack going back into before, you know, like afternoon, some people need to eat every three to four hours. Some people can go five to six. It really yeah. depends on how active you are and how, how, um, your metabolism is going. And then you have a light dinner, preferably two to three hours before you go to sleep. Yes. Yeah. For optimal me- metabolic rate. And that's your bio that's, that's your body rhythms. That's bio psychiatrium rhythms. <laughs> that's a, that's a mouthful. <laughs> right. But that's, that's the way that our metabolism. So again, we're talking about, you know, we're talking about different strategies and we're talking about perfect world. But anyway, getting back to it, the, the, the start of it is breakfast. Well, and, and the start of it is breakfast. So that now, is the if beginning. You, if you start with, and right. this, this is uh, w- what I learned from um, Fed Up, is even if you eat Cheerios right. with no sugar added to it or whatever it is, because there's very little sugar in Cheerios. And a lot right. of people say, oh, this is a good alternative to right. my frosted flakes, right? Right. Well, guess what? Those simple carbs just become glucose and go, and your body sees it as sugar right. anyway. Right. And so here you are kickstarting your day with basically a, a bowl of what effectively becomes Sugar in because your they're so refined. They're yeah, because they're you know? so super refined. That's why if you're gonna at least do something like that, where they talk about whole grains and at least some mixed nuts, or, right? I mean, there's so many other things besides. I mean, hey, don't get me wrong. I love a bowl of cereal. Right, right, right. You know, but I know what happens when that's how I start my day. Right. Well, and again, we're talking about people. We're talking to you guys out there that want to make changes that want to have a sustainable solution. This is some ideas that you're going to have about how to do that. So um, some people would have a bowl of Cheerios and they're fine. And other people are, you know, like for me, I've tried it. It doesn't work for me. I'm so hungry at lunch. I'm going to overeat at lunch. And then the other crazy thing is, is that for me, if I don't have enough of what I need, my body needs at breakfast, I overeat at night. So yeah, it's super it, connected and it starts at breakfast. And this was something that you had suggested and we talked about is, is try it different for a while totally. and see what happens. Experiment. Anytime you make a dietary change, tell yourself, this is an experiment. I am going to check it out. See how I feel. Notice how your energy feels. Notice how your digestion feels. Notice how you feel going into your, your lunch, your snack, your dinner and see 
you know, whatever, depending on what your complaint is, but not there, there's numerous things that can happen from not having the, um, appropriate breakfast for you. And one of them is, um, is that a bell that, that the dog has? Sorry. I got this. <laughs> is that me? Oh, it was you ringing up. <laughs> <laughs> the bells are out. Um, one of them is of course, overeating, binge eating, fatigue, digestion, digestive issues, um, inability to lose weight. All of those things can be connected to macronutrient balance at breakfast. All of those things. I mean, there's, there's other strategies like you were bringing up the rhythm where times you eat and how much you eat. But honestly, breakfast is a huge influencer. So we talked about protein. So there's options. So you, I would, you know, if you're like, wow, this is, I'm going to try this. Protein shakes are an awesome, fast way. Um, I'm going to suggest, um, I love the Sun Warrior um, brown rice protein that works really well for me. High quality whey proteins are good. Um, I'm going to suggest you steer away from pro, um, soy isolate stuff. That is super, um, it can be super hard. It's very, it can be very allergenic to people who are sensitive to soy. It's funny. I, and it's I had very, no very refined. I had no idea how many people, because since I'm allergic to milk, yeah. I have, when I was a kid, there were no soy alternatives. Right. So you had to go into the baby aisle where they actually had soy milk. Right. Um, there was there was the only place you can get it. And right. So that was what I had with my cereal when I was a kid and yeah. was soy milk. Uh, and then, I mean, I've, I've been drinking soy my whole life. Yeah. And yet then, and then lately I've looked into how many, a lot of people have issues processing soy. Yeah, soy and particularly like the soy, the isolated soy protein that is in like a lot of... Um, power bars and, um, Mm -hmm. you know, energy bars like that is super refined. That's even more refined than soy milk. And there are some really awesome, um, non-dairy milk alternatives out there. Um, like there's, we use a hemp milk. Mm -hmm. You, if you have a high powered blender, you can soak almonds overnight and then just throw them in the blender and do your own almond milk is a good idea. There are people that do, um, What's another nut milk that people do? I mean, there's there's some other options out there people if do the you're rice. sensitive. Rice milk, yep, yep. Yeah. So, um, so a protein shake is a good idea. The other thing I love about a protein shake, so I, I'm recommending the whey or the brown rice protein. I would suggest staying away from uh, soy unless you just know it works for you. But that's me. Yeah, I'll, I yeah. can do soy all day. But long. still better than um, this. So again, the soy. Pr- Protein powder is going to probably be better than the stuff they put in the bars. That's just not super great. Um, And then the other thing that's great about the protein shakes is you can throw in some other superfoods. That's it. So you could throw in like raw cacao. You could throw in goji berries. You could throw in uh, maca maca maca. um, You could throw there's there's some really awesome and a a resource for that um, is David Wolf wrote a book called Top 10 Superfoods and most of those go really well in um a shake so that's a cool way to get some pretty awesome get nutrition boost of stuff yeah yeah and so that's how i that's how i get rob to get a really high quality well, no, start makes, to his day well, I, is I, put, I make this, shakes up yeah there's so you know we started with this idea that some people say don't do this you right. know eat have 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 a food right rather than a product and you know and 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 neil and i touched on this but there are opportunities to 
for nutrition totally. in this that you would never get during the rest of the course of your day where you eat your traditional lunch, right. your traditional dinner. Here's actually a way that you can actually kind of give yourself a boost right off the bat. Right. And I think some of those people that go for the real food, they actually do quite a lot of um, vegetables and get their, you know, you can get those superfoods in other ways. Yeah. So it it's not the, this isn't the only way. It's just a nice way and it's, it's an, an easy way. Yeah. And Rob and I make these up. Um, in little containers so that everything, you know, like it's once every three weeks. So it's all ready. So you just dump it in your blender with your, whatever your choice of milk or water is. Yeah. So that makes it super easy. So that's one option. Um, we talked about eggs, we talked about salmon. We talked about, um, you know, anything that you can, you know, proteins would be basically any type of meat, fowl, um, fish, eggs, nuts, nut butter, um, protein powders. That's my, so my, one of the th- my convenient one yeah. that I have is yeah. is uh, is I I got the um, organic uh, whole grain waffles that have ten grams of protein in them, and I know what kind of protein it is, and and then I do almond butter on it, and the almond butter is stupid expensive. It's right. It's, it's just almonds. You look yeah. at the ingredients yeah. list. You know, and it's $13 a jar. But if you buy those almonds and make them into almond butter, you know why it costs that much. Because almonds are expensive. Yeah. And, yeah. and the oil that's in there yeah. is, is, a, is a byproduct of the process of right. crushing these almonds. There's right. no added oils. Right. You Which know, is what, great. Yeah. Because we had, you know, I'd, I'd, and it wasn't to, to slam her, but I, you know, I picked up a jar that, that Sharon had bought. And I said, look at this. There's like nine ingredients to something, to a product that should have one. Right. You and know, that's, I mean, that's the same way with peanut butters. A lot of, you have to you look, look at and the see. peanut butter yeah. jars, it's multiple ingredients. They're Unless adding, you get the high quality ones. Exactly. And if you buy yeah. the high quality one, it should be just one ingredient. Yeah. Peanuts. peanuts maybe salt. And maybe salt, some salt. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. And, but the almonds, so I, I the, and almonds are a better choice than peanuts because peanuts can are. be, they can be high in mold. It's, it's, there's definitely mixed feelings out there about peanuts. So anyway, so those are your proteins. So. You also, another thing, and Hanno's getting this with his breakfast, is you want to get a healthy fat. So we're kind of bringing into that. So for a lot of people, a lot of people, part of being satiated and part of of being able to go three or four or five hours until lunch is having a healthy fat. So healthy fats would be the the fats in in, um, nuts. Absolutely. I add coconut um, oil to my... Smoothie. Okay. I love that. Coconut oil is a great fat. Flax seeds. Um, if you do use flax seeds, you want to um, grind them. You want to make sure they're ground or you can buy the ground flax seeds. Um, those need to stay in the refrigerator if they're that. Um, avocado is a healthy fat. If you did your salmon, salmon's got some healthy fat in it. So some some sort of healthy fat. And, and the non-healthy fats would be like um, partially hydrogenated. Yeah, you want to stay and, away from that. Anything that has that word in it. Right. Basically Soy just oil, avoid it. Any of the high heated oils, not so great, not yeah. so great. Um, so a little, a little healthy fat is a good thing. And then for me, what I found in my experimentation around breakfast is I – if I'm having a really active day, if I, if I went up and skinned up the mountain, which is a 3000 vert and came down on my split board, I need a slow carbohydrate. Cause if I just have protein and fat, I am so hungry by lunch. So slow carbs are basically non refined carbohydrates. So examples of that would be brown rice, um, potatoes with the skin, sweet potatoes, yams, um, 
what else? Barley, any of those, you know, beans yeah. would be a slow car- carb. Um, we have SunWire makes a barley powder that I just throw that in the protein shake. That makes it really easy. The almonds kind of cross over into that realm a little bit too. Little teens. Little they're mostly protein and fat. Yeah. They're but mostly, they're, but, but there's fiber in there. Your whole grain waffle would be more of the slow carb and yeah. not super slow, but slow enough. No, it's, it, that's a, that's my, that's my cheater get some protein. But again, it's so much better to do that than to be skipping. And that's better than my bowls of cereal. And it's, and it's better than your cereal. And it seems like it's working because the thing is, is that what you're doing with what we talked about earlier, what you said is you're, you're, you're having your treat after lunch and then you're bringing a treat home for dessert, but you're not just snacking all day because your body has actually gotten some nutrition in the morning. And then it sounds like you must be having a lunch well, so, so you're so setting yourself up. This, when I do that, when I do my little, uh, my, uh, my whole grain waffle things, yeah. you know, that's, that's my version of a, of a shake. It's fast. Right. It's easy. Right. You know, it's literally, I make it, I fold it, I put it in and I eat it on the way up in my truck. Right. 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 Um, that is always followed up by, I'm usually eating, you know, um, some fruits in the yeah. middle of the day. Right. I, I love fruit and, right. and I do that. That gets me to the rest of the way to lunch. Right. This week, because of the temptation though, <laughs> I actually have switched to um, locally made um, egg and uh, potato burritos. Good for you. And, and I bet that feels more sustaining it has been and and and, yeah. I've, and i've been doing it a little bit for a while now yeah um i've actually been eating them a lot for lunch but i finally was just like you know what this is something that and and they're made by kb's which is a local right uh, restaurant right they're in our grocery stores they're not frozen they're fresh yeah um and and they're potatoes with the skin still yeah there's eggs in there and then they put some salsa in there to you know to give it a little bit of flavor yeah i go in and i can buy three or four of them Good for you. I yeah. take them to work with me on Monday. They're in the refrigerator. I get to work because I typically get to work a little bit early. Yeah. And I make one. Yeah. Guess what? I am good to lunch. Good. I get And I get to lunch and I have, you know, whatever it is I'm having for lunch. Um, but I've, I have found that this ha- is working for me. So that's, that's our tip is we're telling you guys that if you have enough protein, slow carb, fat, you're going to feel sustained. You're going to feel more consistent energy. You're going to go into lunch, not starving, being able to make healthy decisions. And then that's going to take you into dinner yeah. without having to fall prey to snack, snack, snack all day long, eat, eat, eat when you're out and about. They've got all these samples going on. You've got your holiday parties. Like you're, you're going to go into whatever treats you're having in the evening with enough nutrition that you won't have to go overboard. We're not saying not have treats. Definitely not. We're saying have treats. We're just saying... Well, like this is a way to keep from having them go out of control because it doesn't feel good. No, it doesn't. And and here's the another thing that doesn't feel good with lunch is when I go into lunch and I'm starving yeah. and I do eat too much, you know, I yeah. eat past the meter. Then I've got post-lunch lethargy, as and I like to call it. And that doesn't feel good and either. And I am dragging yeah. my butt. And yeah. then, hey, guess why? I used to drink all those energy drinks in the afternoon. Totally. Hello, you're doing so good. <laughs> Santa says you're doing great. No, and, and and once again, it was it was what we talked about. Try doing this differently. Right. This is an experiment. Experiment with this. Give it a try. You know, I it was funny because when I first started doing breakfast, uh, one of my habits on the weekends was to get up and do a latte for breakfast. And every time I would do that, I would overeat at night. I would either hmm, just overeat or I would binge. Yeah. But. It was so funny because what finally I finally started connecting that. It took a while, hmm. longer than I'd like to admit. Um, but when I finally connected it, 
then I would go into overeating and I would be like, well, you had a latte, better luck tomorrow. So that's yeah. what we say, better luck tomorrow. And you, you start to learn and then you start to say, I don't, I want to eat breakfast cause I don't want that to happen. Yeah. And, um, I'll finish the, we're going to move on to strategy two, but the, the last part of this eat breakfast and macronutrient is my, um, one of my mentors, she says a healthy breakfast handshakes to a healthy lunch handshakes to a healthy dinner. Yeah. So you're basically yeah. said, it's weird. You think that you, you know, I've, I've taught, and, and this, this is pretty prevalent. I've definitely talked to people that are like, I'm overeating at night. I find out they're not eating breakfast and they're like. Yeah, but I'm overeating at night. I'm like, yeah, but th- that's yeah, it, exactly, starts yeah. it starts at breakfast. Like it starts at breakfast. You, that, that that process started at the beginning of your day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's it it's totally working for me. Yeah. And that idea of handshaking into one. Um, I eat less at lunch now because of this. Yeah. Uh, and um, I have more energy in the afternoons. I'm not Great. as tired in the afternoons. Great. And you're not doing your energy drinks. Exactly. And that's less sugar. And then when I get home in the evening, and and this is a, I'm going to tie this into a little bit of, into into breakfast. Is is one of the so caffeine? Yeah. Coffee kills your appetite. So when I wake up in the morning, right. I can be hungry. Right. If I drink a cup of coffee, my hunger is gone. Oh. That, that is what caffeine does. Right. It literally will it will say, "Oh, you don't need to eat anything." All right. That's a that was how I survived a lot. Oh. And I think that's how a lot of people are able to do this is because they go and they get their coffee drink and it's got a bunch of sugar in it and all of a sudden they're just not that hungry. Right. You know, for breakfast. Well, you know, it what I do when I get home is because when I get home, I will then I, I, I actually will have some tea. Sometimes I'll drink some coffee um, and then I'll make my dinner. And and that's just that's just that is the only time I use caffeine as a way to not snack. Right. Because if I come home and I grab a snack right away because I'm, I know I'm going to make dinner and I, and it, but it's not right now. That's when I start grabbing for the chips. That's when, I, so that's my cheater that I do. Right. Um, and we're definitely not recommending that because, no, but what it does, <laughs> we'll, is get, I, it, we'll get handled drinking a glass of water. But that, well, yeah. <laughs> instead and, of the coffee and in the afternoon. The thing is, is that I'm actually, it's, it's, here's the other one is I will, at that same time, I will, um, I will, I, this is something I had to force myself to do is to, um, and I'm doing it during the day is to stop, go and grab water and drink it. Right. Well, I take um, fiber supplements. So that's another great thing that I, I take. I used to take my fiber supplements in the morning. Right. Now I take them when I get home from work because when the fiber supplement with, with a couple big glasses of water kind of fills up the stomach a little right. bit until I get to dinner. Right. And then, and then I make my normal dinner and everything's fine. Right. And, but it's that idea that I'm linking those meals together. Yep. And I find then I'm not having to, I'm not binging at night, at night, which is what we're looking for. And just as a side note, the other thing that's helping you with your more energy in the afternoon is by cutting out those energy drinks, which are filled with caffeine, you're getting more in tune of your body's natural rhythms. Like when we're constantly bumping up our system with caffeine, we can, first of all, start becoming um, pretty used to it so that the body doesn't even have a reaction. I mean, I know some people that can drink a coffee drink a cup of coffee and then go to bed. Well, that's, that's, that, that's nuts. That's, that's the idea of, of when you give the, the kids, the, um, the Adderalls and all that stuff. Yeah. Like it that. starts reversing. It does. And that's mm-hmm. what happens to me when I'm, I am no longer that level of a coffee drinker. I'm now right. maybe a two cup a day, maybe right. two and a half, but 
I used to be the six or seven. Right. And that's, that totally messes with your natural rhythms of energy. And I could drink a cup of coffee at two in the afternoon. Right. And literally fall asleep. Totally. Because it reversed the process. It was just like having ADHD and giving me, you know, giving me an upper and all of a sudden I mellow out. Yeah. I mean, it was unbelievable. Yeah. That's when I'm like, okay, this is not good. Yeah. Caffeine can actually be a cause of fatigue and it can cause your problems, issues with your adrenals. I mean, it's a whole thing. But anyway, that's so it's awesome that you're getting more. It sounds like your energy is getting more steady and you're starting to feel better. So this is good. And it's and, and, and food has a big part of it. Huge. Yeah, great. All right. Awesome. So, okay, so we're we're two. counting down to two, and we're um, we kind of talked about this last week, so we're we're gonna keep this one short and sweet, so we can get to number one. But number two, strategy number two is um, enjoy and experience pleasure when you're eating. <laughs> so a lot of us are afraid of enjoying things too much because we think we're gonna overeat. Or we start to overeat and it's like, well, we love it and we just keep going and, and we're eating fast and we, we're like, oh, I could, you know, I can never eat that because I eat too much of it. A lot of times that comes from, first of all, not being properly nourished going into a treat, right? The breakfast, the lunch. And the other thing is, is if you're eating it fast, your body, our bodies are wired for pleasure, so we, we need to experience pleasure in, in other ways. And one of the ways that we experience pleasure is through eating. I mean, we are, we are designed to, to want to experience pleasure and to ha- find pleasure in eating food. That's how the species continues. Like the same part of your brain that makes you want to have sex is the part of the brain, the reptil- reptilian part of your brain also makes you want to eat. And that's because both of those things are necessary for survival, right? And yep. to continue. So- we're supposed to have pleasure. We're supposed to want to eat. And so making peace with that and actually experiencing that while you're eating, instead of just being like feeling guilty, well, I shouldn't be eating this. I shouldn't be eating this. And you're eating it anyway. Like stop everything (laughs) (laughs) and be like, okay, maybe I shouldn't be eating this, but you know what? I'm going to experience some pleasure. I'm going to enjoy this. I'm going to sit here and have whatever it is that you want to have. Like be there while you're eating it, because if you're there while you're eating it and you're enjoying it, then your body is going to signal you. Okay, good to go. Got my pleasure. I'm totally happy about this. So it's a, it's a major, it's a good strategy to allow yourself to have treats. Most of, there are a few people out there that are totally down with just never having treats. Not most people. You know, if, if you, if you really, if you listen to, and, and a lot of these are actual physicians and doctors who do shows right. uh, where they, where they t- talk about, you know, a variety of things. We're talking just general purpose kind of a, a show and uh, where they talk about medical issues and all sorts of stuff like that. And, and when, when nutritional things come up right, and especially the word diet, right, you will never hear these people say that you can't have treats. Right. They will actually tell you to do it. They say, if you want... Go get a hamburger. Right. Go eat the hamburger. Just don't right. do it every day. And don't. And when you're having the hamburger, be there. Be there with the hamburger. Enjoy the, Enjoy hamburger. the hamburger. Have yeah. the whole experience. Be like, yeah. wow, this is so. Eat it slow. Take some breaths in between. Let your body register that because if you're dying for a hamburger, odds are you want some protein. You need some fat. You you need to be grounded. You know, a meal like that is going to make you feel solid, grounded present 
Like we crave those things, especially when we start getting really busy or running around or, um, maybe there's some emotional stuff going on. Like there's a reason why we crave that. That's totally okay. And the human experience, but be there when you're doing it. Yeah. And, and give your, give yourself that, that, that opportunity to enjoy food, even though right. you might be changing your, your whole nutrition and everything because right. you're being, you know, trying to focus on these things. The minute we start getting into that, like, I feel like I'm, uh, what, what's the word you always use? Deprived. Right? Deprived, exactly. Yeah. The minute you start feeling like you're depriving yourself, that's when things go haywire. Totally. That happens with everything. Totally. You know, it really does. And, you know, I mean, let's say that you're like, well, awesome. I'm going to have waffles with whipped cream for breakfast, and I'm going to have, you know, pizza for lunch, and I'm going to have... I don't know, you know, ice cream for dinner. A go crazy uh, we're, we're, day? Yeah. And I'm not saying don't have a go. I'm saying if that's your life, yes, let's take a look. Let's try to find some healthier alternatives. Sometimes this is like everything else. The dose makes the poison. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's nothing too extreme. Pretty much is great. Right. I can't think of an example of something to the extreme that would be awesome. I, I don't know. I mean, it, everything has a middle. Yeah. Right. A balance point. And this is one of them. The other thing I want to say about pleasure is sometimes for some of us, um, we really need to experience pleasure with food because we're not having enough pleasure in the rest of our lives. So if that's you and you're like, well, I'm trying to have, you know, I, 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 I always need pleasure with my food. That's where I get my pleasure. Then I'm going to say time to do a pleasure inventory <laughs> and time to start figuring out where you can put pleasure in other ways into your life. So whatever that means to you, and it doesn't have to be complicated or expensive. I mean, pleasure for you could be carving out a half an hour with a novel in the middle of the day. If you have kids before you go get the kids, it could be, um, taking a walk after dinner and leaving the dishes undone for a little while. I, you know, I don't know. It could be having a massage. It could be getting your nails it could be done. Go, get, go hanging out with a friend and having a beer. Exactly. So but, that you but don't feel having like, yeah. pleasure, having yeah. something that brings you pleasure that, um, and, and getting that pleasure quotient in, so you know, you're not using making food a phone call. Yeah, yeah. As the only source of pleasure. pleasure yeah. Food is a source of pleasure. It just shouldn't be the only yeah. source of pleasure. Yeah. Buy yourself something that you really want. Yeah. Buy something for someone else that you really, that they really want and, yeah. and, and be there. Um, I think a lot of the, th the strategies around experiencing pleasure involve creating, taking things off of your plate that you have to do and doing things you really want to do. Because yeah. sometimes those things we have to do, we don't. Sometimes we do, but sometimes we don't. So I have something that, that um, we don't talk about very often that would, I think would be a good transition from two into one. Yes. And we don't talk about this very much because it's not part of our lives. But when, when I was reading um, two and the idea of pleasure, I right. wrote something down, which is beer and wine. Right. We don't talk about alcohol very right. much because we don't drink. Right. However, part of enjoying food it, for, for foodies yeah. and, and is, is pairing. Right. And, and to have, to have, especially with wine, right. You know, like a uh, great example for me and, and this will be my, the, how I'll transition is, uh, I used to go to this Italian restaurant and they had a, um, this unbelievable chocolate dessert. Right. And, and, and it had, it was, it was, uh, it was just really rich and it was amazing. And uh, I had a, they had a special port that they, they brought in from Italy. Right. Um, it was only, it was very seasonal, only certain times a year. 
So they they brought the port out. I had a glass of I, I had a sip of the port and it was sweet as can be. It was yeah. like, ugh, I don't like this. You take a bite of the chocolate. Now try that port again, <laughs> and the port was no longer sweet right. because of the pairing. Right? right. Well, what did that do? It not only made me it brought it made me really enjoy and appreciate the food more, and it but it also made me slow down. Right. I didn't gobble up this dessert because now every bite paired with a beverage. Right. And this happens with beer. It happens with wine as well. Right. Made me slow down a little bit and not only enjoy it, but also slow down my meal, which is number one. one. So um, number one strategy to not overeat. Number one strategy to reduce digestive issues. Number one strategy to embodiment. Number one strategy to losing weight. Number one strategy to making your metabolism turn right up um, is to eat slow. Eat slow, eat slow, eat slow. And this is probably one of the, we're going to talk, we talk about this a lot. We'll continue to talk about this a lot because this is hard for people, eating like, slow. You have, slow is sexy. That's right, people. Slow is sexy. All I can think about is like a girl eating dessert. Right? Really slow and sexy. Right? <laughs> people that are in their bodies going slow with things they really enjoy, it's sexy. It's way sexier than I'm so busy. Actually, you know this is true. So Isn't visualize it? a person sitting down and enjoying their meal. Now, right? I'm not talking about George Costanza with the Snickers bar and the fork and the knife. <laughs> I can't believe I'm not you talking about the guy. Did a Seinfeld. Oh, my God. I, I hope Rob listens to this one. I'm not talking <laughs> about the guy, the person that, and I had a friend like this who would literally pre-cut the entire meal up, you know, and it was, right. you're just sitting there watching this going, I'm going crazy. But if you think of somebody that is, Eating their meal and enjoying it versus somebody just wolfing that sucker know, down and right? just inhaling it. Right. Not sexy. No, <laughs> not at all. So when you eat fast, it puts your body into the stress response. And basically the body is like, um, something's happening. Something's going on. Yeah, something's yeah, yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah. I need yeah. to fight or I need to flee. We're shutting down digestion, shutting down assimilation, shutting down any elimination. Um, um, let go of muscle, store fat, and be ready. Be ready. Be ready. So stress response just by the just by the act of eating fast eating slow in a relaxed state is when your body is at optimum metabolism it's bring it's like i'm eating it's registering i'm okay i'm ready to digest okay i'm ready to take in from what part of this food is going to turn into this body what part of this food is going to be eliminated that is optimal metabolism it, it's awesome. And it again, it'll help you register pleasure. It'll help you register um, when you're full, when you're done, when you've had enough, when you're eating fast. Have you guys ever had the experience where you just, you're starving, you eat like a maniac and then you're like, oh my God, I just ate too much. Like you got to there because you weren't able to, you, the body wasn't able to tell you, woo, well, it's the, it's, the, it's, it's the it's the classic analogy with the the filling up your tank. Totally. And and when you're at the gas station, if you go in your car and you watch the little meter go up, right? It's like it your tank is full before the meter. You know what I mean? It's right. like they, they don't happen at the same time. Right. And that's what happens with us. Right. Is we're sitting there just shoveling, you know, shoveling down the food, and there's a point where our body 
our body would have said, yeah, you were full a little while ago. Yeah, dude, enough already. But it takes a while for that message to yeah, get up there. It does take and a while. if you slow down, right. you may find yourself not having to eat as much. Totally. And that can help with your 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 diet strategies. Right. And the one thing that you uh, you mentioned with that is how your uh, when you eat fast, your your body kicks into a different you know a gear because it right. says, "Wow, okay, there's a reason for this." It's basically in sympathetic nervous system dominance, and, and, and we want to be in parasympathetic nervous system dominance, where it's balanced. Well, parasympathetic yeah. is the relaxation response, yeah. and sympathetic. Um, nervous system dominance is the stress response. The stress response. Okay. Yeah. And now you said that you you in in our little show, our show notes today, you said when you don't eat breakfast, the same thing can kind of happen. Oh, hold on. Okay. We're so the tag. Um, but you said that you had mentioned that too. That when you don't eat breakfast, that same kind of reaction can occur. Totally, you can get into the stress response. So basically, yeah, it, it, these things. And the other thing about eating slow is. And this ties back to number three is if you eat breakfast and you eat lunch, you're not going to, it's going to be easier for you to eat a slow dinner. It's going to be really hard to eat any slow meal if you're starving. If you're coming into the meal really hungry, I have, I can tell you this from personal experience because I really am practicing being a slow eater. It's very important to me. I've done so much. I've learned so much about it that I'm, there's no way that I'm not convinced that this is a really good idea and really super important. I mean, I coach it. I, I believe in it. I do it when I'm really hungry. It's super hard. It's way harder than if I'm hungry, but not, you know, starving. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's super helpful. And, 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 you know, this is a practice. This isn't a perfect Okay, this is a, we're going to practice this. We're going to do it just like um, a doctor has a practice. They don't have a perfect. They're not always right. It's just, this is the same thing. You're going to practice these strategies. But once you start enjoying slow meals, it, it, it's cool. Yeah. It feels good. Well, that's my, my. It's a little time out during the day. It's awesome. That's it. My lunch yeah. is that for me now. Yeah. Whereas um, I used to, when I lived real close by work, I would drive home and have lunch. Well, I found I was, because I was driving home, I was then kind of rushing my lunch. Right. Well, now I stay at work. Right. And this is like a half an hour opportunity for me to pull out a book. Yeah. And I read and I eat and I enjoy that half hour. Yeah. And I think that is also played into why in my afternoons, I, I, I have a little more energy. I don't find myself as Because tired. your digestion is turned on. And so your body is able to be like, great, thank you so much for giving me yep. this nutrition to take you through the day. This is awesome. And I thank you so much for giving me a little rest. Like, I don't know what happened, but somewhere along the line, we all decided that it was cool to get more shit done instead of take some time off and rest. Yeah, there's a whole topic right it's there. It's a whole nother thing, yeah. Well, we so, kind of did it last week with Busy. yeah. So this is all, all this stuff loops together. Yeah. It just all gets tied in. So that's our, that's our three, eat breakfast. Yeah, try some of this stuff and pleasure, let, let us know. Eat slow. Slow eat is slow. sexy. Slow yes. is and sexy. remember that. If you want to be sexy like Tony on Salty Language, <laughs> eat slow. All right. And jingle your bells. And jingle your bells. Okay, you can find me at Angela's Gym on Twitter. Angela's Gym at, on at Facebook. Angela, yeah, yep. Yeah. And I'm at goingtoangelas.com. Yep. We've got a blog. That's where the podcast lands. I'm available for coaching online um, through Skype, phone, and in person. 
And yep. I've got an awesome little personal training gym here in Ketchum if you want to come work out with me. Yeah, come do it. Come visit, come ski with us, and then come work out. And what is our, what is our, it's not a shout out. What is, what is the new word for the, it? The hat tip. Okay, the hat tip goes to Hanno. Thank you, Monkey oh, thank Tongue you. Productions, for putting us on. And for everybody, of course, for listening. And we're going we're gonna to do one next week, right? We're going to do one after Christmas. All yep. right. So we'll everybody, we'll talk to you after Santa comes. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle bells.